Welcome, everyone, to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch. And uh, I'm sorry that we did not have a show out last week. Um, couldn't get, get my hands on any of the comics, and there was just not enough news, I think, to have justified a full episode. So, uh, yeah, we uh, got some stuff going on this week, guys. Uh, first up, I want to say this at the top of the show. Star Wars Podcast Day is happening on February 7th to mark the 25th anniversary of the first ever Star Wars podcast, Jedi Talk. Uh, the I, on February 7th, will be doing a huge podcast with other Star Wars podcasters. So that will go up. I'm not so sure when. I don't know if I'm going to do that as a bonus episode or as the weekly show next Friday. But, um, well... Oh, no, this isn't next Friday. This is in two weeks. could be on February 12th. So I'm not so so sure what we're going to be doing for that. But uh, I just want to get the word out for everyone. February 7th, the Star Wars is the first. Hopefully, it becomes an annual event, Star Wars Podcast Day. So, yeah, that's exciting. So let's get right into the news. First, let's talk about some of the biggest pieces. like the biggest piece of news we have for this week. And that is... That the Mandalorian season three starts filming on April fifth, twenty twenty one. That is very exciting. It's very exciting because it also means that filming on the Book of Boba Fett is almost done. They can get that show uh, fully, you know, like locked and loaded before coming out in December on Disney Plus. So that'll be exciting. That that will be exciting. Um. Yeah, so this is, yeah, so I, I think for a release, this we're looking at, um, you know, spring of 2022, which is, you know, a, a year and a half. It's pretty st- standard for streaming shows, as, especially one as high budget as Star Wars. It's, and it's not like we're not getting anything, you know. On the live action front, we're getting the book of Boba Fett in December. I, I think we're getting Andor in January 2022. And maybe they're going straight from Andor into The Mandalorian, or maybe we're going back and uh, doing Andor and then Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then we'll be into um, uh, The Mandalorian again for season three. I'm not sure. I am very excited to see how they do it. But, um, but yeah. So that is that for Mando season three, April fifth, April fifth. It's all come coming together. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, we also have a fair bit of news for the Cassian Andor series, uh, entitled Andor. I don't have to call it the Cassian Andor show anymore. We can just call it Andor. And the news for that is, um, Alan Tudyk, who of course plays. Uh, K2SO in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story back in 2016. Uh, he has revealed that he is not going to... He, he's confirmed that he's not in Season 1 of Andor. So what this tells me is that this is not a miniseries and that they are doing... Multi, and like this happens a lot with Marvel and Star Wars is that like they're going to... is like actors say that they're not in it and they end up being in it. But like... That's more for, like, rumors. This was confirmed that 
Alan Tudyk was going to be in the show. So this isn't just like protecting a spoiler. Like this is like a change to what was coming. And there's, and you know, this also, I think maybe, so we know it's 12 episodes. Maybe it's six episodes per season and we're getting two seasons. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, you know, if it is 12 episodes in the first season, this t- tells me that this is not a, a, a miniseries and this will be an ongoing thing. So, you know, and I, I think for like a Star Wars show to be canceled after just one season, it's going to have to be pretty bad. Like, and, and like if they're going to cancel a Star Wars show after one season, like that, you know, it's bad then, you know, it's going to be bad if that happens. Um, what else do we have for Andor? We got some Andor set photos in, uh, in Buckinghamshire, England. Yeah, the set's coming together, guys. And the set is coming together. I'm going to put this up on Instagram so you guys can see it. But yeah, looks very Star Warsy, Very, very Star Warsy. I wonder if this is a new planet. It, it, it looks like it could be a bit maybe like uh, Navarro. Maybe this is Navarro. I'm, I'm not sure. But this could be cool. This is cool. I, I'm very excited uh, for Andor. You know, Andor is my favorite part of, of Rogue One, which was my fa- which is my fa- favorite Star Wars movie. So I'm like insanely, insanely excited to be um, getting back into uh, Cassian's life. Uh, so... More on the film side now, not really direct Star Wars news, but kind of indirect Star Wars news because uh, Taika Waititi has confirmed that uh, filming for Thor Love and Thunder has started in Australia. Now you may think to yourself, why does that matter? That's Marvel, not Star Wars. Because Taika Waititi is directing a Star Wars movie after... uh, production ends for Thor Love and Thunder. So, yeah, we uh they're filming now, so that's a pretty big development thing. Like, you know, we're we're getting it sooner. We're we're getting it sooner. And, you know, Ragnarok was so good, and I'm very hopeful that Love and Thunder is going to be amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, looking more at the news to talk about. Um, we got some gaming news, some pretty exciting gaming news. Uh, we got, we have reports that, uh, Knights of the Old Republic 3 is coming. That's insane. That's insane. And it'll be, um, uh, you know, and of course we have this new deal with Lucasfilm Games. So they're, it's, it's crazy what they could do with it, you know? Like, just licensing the Star Wars brand for gaming to other game developers other than just EA. I, I think that's a really great move. You know, we talked about this two weeks ago, but this is exciting. This is very exciting. I, 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 I really love the opportunity I think we're about to get of getting canon content and legend content. And even with the higher public, they have not... It, it's set just 200 years before... The Phantom Menace. I don't think they're going to touch 
the area of like 5,000 years before the Phantom Menace, you know? Because as long as they don't ever like address that, then all the Old Republic stuff, the KOTOR stuff, it's all still canon. Well, not canon, but like it, it'll never be contradicted. So this could be pretty exciting. This is really exciting, and I, I've got to get get on those first two games. I, I've, I've heard no, nothing but fantastic things. So, you know, I, I, I'm definitely excited for this. And if this is a, and this is announced, you can bet I'll be spending like three weeks just trying to get through those first two. So, uh, yeah, that is, I think, all for the news. Is that really all for the news? It can't be for the news, can it? I guess it is. Well, we got some um, more like uh, action figure news, which I have recently started getting collecting. And like, uh, yeah, for a Black Series. Uh, today, there's going to be a big announcement. Uh, Hasbro Pulse Fan First Friday for these for um, some of the new L L Lucasfilm fi 50th figures. And we've gotten some looks at uh, three of them. For the Black Series. And oh my god. These. Look. These do not look good. It's just my my opinion. Just my opinion. Uh, but you know. They, they've so far uh, announced. And these are up for pre-order right now on Amazon. Uh, a Greedo. This is for the Black Series. All uh, these are more the retro look. So we got a Greedo. Uh, we got an Obi Wan Kenobi, and this Obi Wan does look cool. I, I I might pick this one up. He he he, he does look cool with these. Got like the vinyl cape on. It looks a lot like you know an older Kenner figure. I like that a lot. And then the last one we have is a Jawa. The Jawa looks fine. The Jawa looks fine. Um, but yeah, but this, this Greedo, <laughs> this Greedo, why can't we just get like a regular looking Greedo? No, I'm, I'm not really a person who likes to collect more of the older figures. I like more of the newer stuff that's, you know, photo real. So if, if anyone has any uh, figures that they want to sell me, you know, just uh, our, our social media on Twitter is at Tuscan Radio Pod. And on Instagram, we're at K -K Commentaries Network, and we will work something out. Uh, but yeah, that's really it for the more of the figure news. But um, you know, let's get into some of these comics. Let's get into some of these comics. So we have right here to review two latest issues. Uh, we got Darth Vader number nine and Doctor Aphra number seven. I know that Bounty Hunters number eight came out today. Um, I've not picked that up yet. Because uh, this will be one month since I've started like so subscribing to the comics through my local comic shop. So next week for next week's show we should be what 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 are the comics for next week? Let's see what what are we getting next week? Um, next week we are getting oh there's a book out next week. There's a book out next week. On uh, February second, we have the High, High Republic in in the Dark by Claudia Gray. That's next week, huh? Totally forgot the book was coming out. Um, I didn't forget about it. I just thought 
you know, it's farther than it is now. But yeah, that's on February 2nd. Then next week we got two new comics to talk about. We got uh, Star Wars number 11 and uh, High Republic number 2. So I, I think that the High Republic comics are really going to act as more of like... The comic, the, the High Republic comics are like, this is what happens between the adult novels. More of like a, an, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type thing. Where it's going to be like showing you what's happening in the galaxy between these huge events that uh, we've started to see in Light of the Jedi. And we will see continue in what's the next High Republic book that's coming out. Is, is it, uh, no, I don't want to, I don't want, I want to make a new note. Um, the next High High Republic book, the next High Republic book that is coming out is The Rising Storm by Kevon Scott on June 29th. So we we had a bit to wait until the next, uh, adult book. Yeah, and then like a month after that, we got Out of the Shadows. So it kind of seems like what they're doing is, is at, at least right now in the beginning, is do an adult book every month. And then, or do an adult book every six months, and then a month after that, re- release like a, a young adult novel, and then of course a monthly comic series. Oh, speaking of comics, we got the um, Marvel solicitations for March, and yeah, there are only like three comics out next month. We got um on February third, we have. Uh, the High Republic number two and Star Wars number eleven, and then on February tenth we have Vader number ten, and that's it until March, March third. Now on March third we have the High Republic number three. March tenth we got Star Wars number twelve. March seventeenth we got the release of Bounty Hunters number ten, and March twenty fourth is Doctor Afra number eight. So like, uh, we got comics every week in March, except for the 31st. So I guess there's not going to be Vader the 31st. I guess may- maybe after they finish up this arc, take two months off. This is something I noticed with um, Dr. Aphra. There's like an issue every two months. And I just don't know how I feel about that. And I want more. Like, I, I, I'll get, I, I want to get more involved in the story. More invested in the story, but like if there's only an issue every two months, even if it is a longer issue than your typical comic book is nowadays, it's just not like it. It's just not like I I I I just wish it was coming out monthly, you know. This is a this is Doctor Aphra is a character I've I've heard a lot of great things about, and uh, I'm starting to get get more and more into her backstory and everything I, I i just want more i want more and i know i shouldn't but um yeah let's start with uh vader number nine as that is always the best one these vader comics are always fantastic like how, how it's it's just shocking at how good these uh the vader comics have always been so this is um uh into the fire the assassin returns this is the uh, fourth part of the second arc. It starts off right where we left off. Was it a month ago? I think it was a month ago. Where Ochi Bastoon and his uh, droids are running, are hunting Vader down, and Vader's on his way to Exegol now. And something that I do really like about these comics 
something I really think that Star Wars excels at with more of this. I, I, I don't want to call it an ancillary material, but more of this stuff that only like the hardcore fans read. Like, you've got just the reg, just the regular audience that's like watching that watches the movies, and maybe they watch The Mandalorian, maybe. And I think you know more of that audience is starting to get into the Clone Wars now. Now that uh, I've seen Ahsoka and uh, Bo-Katan in The Mandalorian season two. So, um, but yeah, like this, it's. What I really love about these comics is that, like, if, is that, and this is, is what Clone Wars did so well, is it it made the prequels much better. So people who were like, it didn't make sense, like, we you never saw that relationship building up between Anakin and Obi Wan. We see that in Clone Wars, and and I think that in Vader, it's something that like. You know, the first arc, issues number five, which were fantastic, and I think I might be reviewing Canon Catch-Up this week, is it's been, is it was like all of these different, not things, but just like, it was very prequel-focused. And this is very sequel-focused, with, with Exegol and, and Ochi Bastoon, and the Eye of Thwipish Bog, which was uh, cut from the Rise of Skywalker, which we which we uh, hear about in the comics, or not in the comic, the um, the novelization of the Rise of Skywalker. But like, so anyway, what happens in this book is uh, in this issue is he's on his way to Exegol. Vader is he's trying to get off of Mustafar, and uh, Ochi's hunting him down. He need and anyway, Vader just like puts Ochi in an escape pod. And, like, he picks him up with a Jedi Starfighter and, like, he jumps cyberspace. And the whole time, Vader's like, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because you can guide me. And then we get there. In the last panel of the comic, uh, they see um, this giant tentacle monster squid thing. Which, I've got to rewatch those two uh, scenes of Rise of Skywalker when they're, like, flying through... Uh, the Star Cave, I guess. That's not the actual name of it, but like the red splinter in the galaxy. Which, why isn't Exegol in there? Because they could go around it. All they gotta do is attack it from behind, and there you are. Huh. Okay, well, yeah, but I, I have a feeling we're gonna be seeing the remains of this guy. This uh, monster, space monster thing. In. Episode 9, once we go back and look at it. So, Vader number 9, 4 out of 5. 4 out of 5. I think it's a really good setup for uh, the end of this arc on Exegol. Which, I wonder if they're going to be retconning it so that, like, that's where the Death Star 2 was built. <laughs> Great line in the Lego Holiday Special. Why is it called the Death Star 2? Discover Death Star 2 is fully operational. It will be too late. They will be destroyed and I shall rule the galaxy for eternity. I sense you disagree, Lord Vader. No, it's just Death Star 2 feels kind of derivative. Mm -hmm, and I suppose you have a better name? 
How about Star Killer Base? Yo, oh, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. Anywho, not sure. So yeah, um, just the, just the we're still talking about the Lego Holiday Special after two months of this non-canonical gem. We're still talking about it, but you know, it's it's fine. It's 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 a fun little Star Wars thing for the kids, you know. Um, all right, let's get into uh, Doctor Afra. Get into Doctor Afra. Number seven. You know, I, I've talked about what I don't like about this comic series in general. Um, just just like the release schedule. You know, I, I think... I really think it's got, like, this the exact opposite... It's kind of my same complaint with the Bounty Hunter comic. Bounty Hunters... I found to be very just not what you want from a bounty hunter comic you from a bounty hunters comic series you want like the mandalorian and i think that's what i wanted from that book and it's just not what we've gotten from that book it's much more of like bounty hunter on the run type thing which is kind of like what we got in mandalorian but it's really not what we got in mandalorian if that makes any sense it's just i wanted of I, I I wanted a um I was gonna say film I, I I want a comic and it's just a story that is a that's like you know he he's he's hunting this score or something and and I get that maybe you can't sustain that long term maybe it gets old but maybe you just make it a mini series you know five issues I think that would work much better than what, than what we've been getting. Uh, but yeah, but my complaint about this is that just, it's not coming out soon enough. It's every two months. And if I wasn't, if, if I was more of like a take it or leave it person with Star Wars, it's just like, I'll, I'll read the good comics, but I'll leave the bad stuff out. Like then I would probably be, be dropping Do Dr. Afra and waiting for it to come out on, on Marvel Unlimited. Just cause it's not a book that there's just so much happens in the span of two months that you can't really just invest more time in it you know and you'd be like hopefully the next issue's coming out in february no it's coming out march 24th so it's two months it's, it's not disappointing i just wish we were getting it sooner but that being said i i do think same thing like with Vader. Like, these are comics that really help to flesh out more of the Disney films. Um, for starters, we learned that Lady Proxima is not dead. I don't know if we knew that from, like, a Star Wars Adventures comic or if it was covered in the novelization. But she is not dead. Because this would be about 50, roughly 15 years, give or take a few, after the events of Solo, A Star Wars Story. And Lady Proxima is alive and well in here. Uh, let's see if we can see where, uh, uh, you, you can see where Han burned her. You can see that. That's, that's a fun detail right there. It's a fun detail. I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. It's going to be a much shorter podcast than I wanted it to be. I don't have time for, I guess we do have time for WandaVision rant, but hey, 
We got uh, Sana Staros in here. We, we met her in uh, the main Star Wars line back in like 2015, I want to say. Um, and she was in Last Shot, which is one of my favorite Star Wars books. I, I really love that book a lot. Uh, it's just a, it's just a fun Star Wars read. I, I I really enjoy that about it. But um, no, it's 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 I, I'm intrigued by the story. I'm intrigued by the story. Something I found a lot with stuff that's not Vader. And again, I'm pretty new to the whole comics thing for Star Wars. Is it seems like what Afra's doing, and I. And I find the same thing with Bounty Hunters. Is it's doing setup across four comics. Four issues. Are all set up. And then it's just the last one. That makes a story out of it. You know. I, I think. That's. A big problem that I have. And I don't think it would be as much a problem. As if, if like the last issue of an arc was longer. But it's not. It's still 22 pages. So I just wish we could be getting more and we're not. And if, if that's my only complaint is that I want more, it's a good complaint to have, yet it's still a complaint. So I'm giving Dr. Afro number seven a three out of five. It's still good. It's still good. I, I wish it was coming out sooner. I, I wish that there was just more in there than there is. But yeah, it's a fun Indiana Jones style adventure. It's a fun indie style adventure in a with the Star Wars backdrop, and that's what I love. I love it in Marvel. I love it in Star Wars. Like again, I'm talking about Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield just a it's just a fun spy show with a Marvel backdrop. So you got that with Star Wars. You got that with. Uh, it, it seemed like that's what we, we got with, uh, well, that's what we got with The Mandalorian Season 1, and then Season 2 was much more connected, you know? I, I, I truly wonder, are we ever going to get a Star Wars story that does not connect with the main events of the films? I, let's just, I'm going to talk... Um, with just on screen, because of course that that seems like like what we're getting with the High Republic. But I I don't think that Vader needed to be in Fallen Order. It makes sense as to why he was there. I don't think he needed to be though. I I think that Vader would have been just fine not being in that movie or in that that game. But you know he. Is there? It's fine. You know, the Acolyte. The Acolyte's probably about Plagueis or Palpatine. It's probably the origin story of one of them. My guess is it's about Plagueis being a knight. That's my guess. And I would love to see that. You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, of course, that's about a pre-existing character. And he's going to be... And, of course, we're getting Vader in that show. But then you've also got now of, so you got, we have three properties, not, is, is it three? I, th I think it's just three. I'm talking about live action only. Uh, yeah, three shows that don't focus on pre-existing characters being The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic, and The Acolyte. Uh, 
and all, and of course, just at a first glance. I, I think the Acolyte is about Plagueis, who of course you've never actually seen on screen, but, you know, I just want a, I think what I want is a more like Hellstrom with the MCU, where like people are debating, is it canon? A lot of people are saying it's not canon because the director is not canon, but it's on the MCU uh, Wikipedia pages being canon, so I say it's canon, you know, something like that with Star Wars, not necessarily horror, but, you know, something like that, but, you know, you have that confirmation that it's canon, because uh, the Acolyte, when it was still just like the Leslie Headland Star Wars TV series, it was just, like, it's gonna be in a part of the timeline we've never seen before, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's an alternate reality. When I heard that, I'm like, oh. It went from, like, up here to all the way down here. Because if something's not canon, I should be able to just enjoy good content. But, like, if something's not canon, like, why should I care? So I... Oh, this is what I'm going to do. I, I try and find reasons for something to be canon. So I care about it. So I, I can justify myself for caring about it. That's interesting. I don't realize I did that. I guess I do. Um, but yeah, I just want to see, like, you know, maybe a Star Wars show that never, that has all new characters the entire time, you know? Yeah, sure, you can reference these things, but you can't, I, I wouldn't want to see, you know, Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I Luke Skywalker, if he shows up in Obi-Wan Kenobi, that would make sense. And he wouldn't take over the show. I, I found, you know, this is something I was really scared about, what, about what would happen with um, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett. I'm like, no, if they come in, they're going to take over the show. They're going to take over the show. And I did find that a bit with with uh Bo-Katan and that it was gonna be like she's like uh she kind of took over that one episode but then she she was gone for the next five weeks and then we come back and we have Ahsoka Ahsoka did not take up yeah she was a big part of the episode but I I found myself wanting more Ahsoka and now we're getting like Somewhere between six and eight hours of Ahsoka next year. Two two years, whenever it's going to be. Um, yeah, you know. If, if they want to have, like, bring in more of these, again, I don't want to say ancillary characters, but lesser-known characters, that's fine. I just don't want them to take over. Like, if if we saw Luke Skywalker in the bad batch that wouldn't make sense seeing harrison doula in squadrons made sense like i don't know i just want them to show up when they need to show up and, and i think it's fine i think it's fine I, I i just want like a i don't know i want to see like a disconnected star wars story I prefer it to be a series. I think I, I think I found myself like truly like I, I 
let's see where it goes. But I, I, I think I'd take, like, the stories we've gotten on Star Wars for TV. Oh, over the films. Truly. You know, it was the Clone Wars that made me a fan. It was Clone Wars that made me a fan of this franchise and this universe. Um, I just want to see, like... What, I, I'm very excited to see what kind of stories that Disney Plus is allowing Lucasfilm and Marvel Studios to tell. You know, WandaVision's crazy. It's crazy. We've got a new episode today. It's going to be... It looks insane. It looks insane. We'll be covering WandaVision episode 4 over on The Average Binger and another Marvel podcast be with Alex Edwards and Yvonne Sita talking about this latest episode, episode four. Which, you know, with these Disney Plus shows, Marvel or Star Wars, um, I, I, I try to go to bed early so that I can wake up and be like, there's new, there's new Star Wars or Marvel out. It's perfect. It's a great day now. I went from a good day to a great day. So I get to get to jump back into this universe for an hour. Hopefully an hour. Run times. I'm just trying to pad the runtime of this episode. Uh, just you know, the runtime of Mando I thought was it was short, half hour to an hour. It it needed it it had there was no filler. Well, there was kind of filler. And, and what I'm saying there there was no runtime padding. Like, you don't have these moments of just, like, shots of the background of, or something. Just trying to fill out that runtime. Or having something be longer than it needed to be. It's It was just a show that... It is. It, like, I just remember this episode of Marvel's The Defenders on Netflix. Um, which I think... If, if, if you guys are looking for, like, something that it seems like they're gonna be... Like... If, if you want to know what, like, the Mandoverse is going to be, look to the MCU shows on Netflix. Of uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and The Punisher. Those are all shows interconnected with each other very much that are set within the Marvel Cinematic Universe that do not interact with the films or some of the other shows. And and a lot of people say that's non-canonical. It's good. It hasn't been contradicted yet. I say it's canon then. If if it hasn't been contradicted, I call it can. I call it canon. Um, but you know, getting. But like I just remember an episode of the Defenders, where literally, the entire hour-long episode. It's like, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. They're just sitting in a Chinese restaurant eating dinner. You know, um, but yeah, I, I just think that, you know, there are going to be shows that will have like the Marshall chapter nine, the Mandalorian season two premiere did have an hour. There was an hour of content in that story, you know? An episode like Chapter 2, The Child, did not need to be an hour. Being 25 minutes worked just fine. 
for that episode. So I'm just excited to like see, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that's six episodes. Will it be a full hour? I, I think a lot of people are going to be really mad if it's not a full hour. You know, and unlike The Mandalorian, Obi-Wan Kenobi is one season. It's one season. So they don't have as much time. Well, arguably they had much more time to prep the show, considering it was a movie, now a series. It was announced a year and a half ago, but of course they have enough time to prep, to prep the show. I'm just saying they don't have as much time for, like, telling a story, you know? And I, I like that they're going to be doing miniseries. I think that Star Wars is going to do really well on the small screen. I'm very excited to see what the future holds. So, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and me rambling about things for the last 15 minutes. Uh, talking about, you know, everything from uh, The Mandalorian Season 3 to Thor Love and Thunder Day, a- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to, to even the, the toys in the comics for Star Wars. It's just all there. There are so many ways for you guys to enjoy your Star Wars. And, you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. Uh, whether that is a retcon of the sequels or, you know, I'm always a person that does not like a retcon. I don't like that. Or just like a straight up retcon. You know, when, uh, in The Rise of Skywalker, when Zori was like, your friend's old job was was running spice, I was instantly pulled out of the movie. Instantly pulled out of the movie. Like, no, he was with the New Republic before joining the Resistance. That's what it says in the comic. Um, you know, I, you, you can't expect them to treat, you, you can't expect Disney and Lucasfilm to treat every comic the same as it treats the movies, but yeah, there's a book to explain it, but just like in the moment I was instantly pulled out. I think if they want to do it, they should do something like Days of Future Past, which should have been the last X-Men movie. Okay? Uh, other than, than Deadpool and Logan. But Days of Future Past is a great time travel story. It sets up a new timeline. Everything works. So, there's just like enough, I feel, if you're going to wreck on the sequels, I'm not saying do Days of Future Past. All I'm saying is do Days of Future Past, I guess. But, uh, you know, there's just a, a, a lot of ways that Star Wars can continue in the future. I think alternate universe storytelling is going to be huge. We're going there with Marvel. Let's see what what happens with, with Loki and what if. So... Yeah, but before we go for today, we have a five-star review to read. And so let's read this five-star review. This is from, it's from iTunes. Uh, this is from, uh, rural, from Rural Farm Boy. Uh, and he, uh, just 
curates a list, like a playlist of great Star Wars podcasts. Uh, and we've made that list, so I'm just going to read it. This is a well, It says, well, welcome to my playlist. Long-time listener to many hashtag Star Wars podcasts. Love new new shows. If if they're in mine, it's it it's recommended li- li- listening by by me signed Rural Farm Boy. So thank you, Rural Farm Boy. It's great to uh, see you on a Saturday morning last week. But um, yeah, we're getting a uh, a lot, so much, so much Star Wars to talk about in the future. Got a book next week. Got a book next week. Just finished the last book, Light of the Jedi, and it was great. And Claudia Gray's an outstanding writer. We gotta, we gotta get on the uh, Al- Alphabet Squadron books because that trilogy's wrapping up here in just a few short weeks. Like um, I got like six weeks till that book comes out. V- Victory's Price. We gotta. I think I got gotta get get on those for uh, the canon catch up we'll 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 start that in a couple weeks we'll start that in a few weeks because i i want to read that book that comes out all right guys they thank you so so much for listening i'm drew gratch you know you guys know me may the force be with you always